Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy Hump Day! Woo! It's Wednesday, Hump Day. My favorite day of the week ever since that commercial with the camel that was asking everybody what day of the week it was. The answer was Hump Day. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I think of every single Wednesday morning and, and throughout the rest of the day. But what's going on, guys? Uh, happy trading. This is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. That's what we're going for. That is why we are spending these 60 minutes together every single day. We're trying to get some idea flow going, trying to get some energy going on this shortened week. I see producer AB hanging out over there. What's going on, AB? What is up, Luke? I got a couple trades I've been making today that I want to go over real quick. I kind of showcased them earlier on our live trading show at the open. Um, but here, I'll pull up my portfolio, give you the kind of thesis right. there. Um, so Luke right now in my Robinhood portfolio, which I mentioned earlier, you know, I have other portfolios that are, you know, like I'm an IRA that's more long-term. This is the portfolio where I just like to have fun and trade it's some your options. YOLO trading portfolio. I wasn't going to say it, but you did. We'll go with that. Um, so Fubo, I actually, you can see right here, I have 34, 35 shares of Fubo. So it's one of my like bigger positions in this portfolio. Um, but what I did this morning actually was I bought these Fubo $29 puts because just looking at the chart, it was looking a little toppy to me. It looked like we could come down um, further, maybe down toward this $26 level. So Luke, my plan is, um, you can see this is my average cost that I'm in at Fubo at right around $30. My plan here is to take profits on this put contract and then take those profits and put them back in Fubo while it's lower than that. Um, average price that I got in. So, you know, using the profits from the options contract to lower my cost basis of Fubo so that when Fubo does turn around, um, I can, you know, have some profits there on the common stock side. Um, okay, so and, I, what, and what's the move on Fubo? Like, is, is this a swing trade that we're hitting? Is this a long-term thesis? What 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 exactly is the move here? I hold shares in it because I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I, when I bought them, I was like really into the company, thought, okay, this is going to be the future of live um, you know, sports streaming. I've talked about it before. Uh, but for anyone who maybe hasn't heard me give my spiel on live sports, basically most things that people watch nowadays are like shows on Netflix shows on Hulu, you know, where you're not really watching commercials. Live sports are one of the few things that people actually watch live. So advertisers will pay a huge premium for those advertisement slots on live sports. So like this Sunday, Luke, the NFL kicks off the Detroit lions are going to be playing the San Francisco 49ers. If you see, say, a AT&T commercial this Sunday on the Lions games, AT&T is paying so much more for that commercial during the Lions game than during, you know, a rerun of, um, you know, I don't know, Big Bang Theory. So that's my thesis there is that just sports streaming in general is going to be a very lucrative business. It already is very lucrative, but going forward even more. And Fubo is kind of trying to establish themselves as like the premier go-to for live sports. Um, but now I'm kind of off, like, I, I'm like, do I, you know, are people really going to go out and get Fubo or is Disney going to find a way to like integrate the live sports into Disney plus all this. So I don't really know about it long-term anymore, Luke, but that was my thesis when I got in initially. Okay. All right. So, 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 so there, there's your Fubo trade by not a sort of a downtrodden stock. It's definitely not a stock that's absolutely in favor, but a little bit of a downtrodden one. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and I I think I'm gonna join you, uh, producer AB. So 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 I I've got two trades that I've been looking to put on this week. Uh, if you're buying one that's out of favor, I'm gonna do the same. 
Okay, what 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 are you which, looking at? Which, which symbol do you think it is? We talked about it yesterday. We 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 did the pitch yesterday. We we didn't hit it yet. A down trodden stuff. Maybe uh T cat. Not buying T cat. The NFT. I'm out of the NFT stocks. That, um, that runs over. What about Celsius energy con- drink? Con- controversial one. Ticker L O T Z car lots. Oh, we did. We did we talk did, about this. Yes. All right, and- guys. So, so, so we, 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 we went through this one yesterday. I'm not going to do the full spiel again, but, but here's the high level guys. It's ticker L O T Z. Um, whenever I'm buying a stock, I, I need to have two things going for me. I need to have the, the, the story. I need to have the number side of it. Okay. The, the story side is, is that car lots is in a really tough industry right now. Okay. We, the, the, we, we don't need to spend more time talking about, about the chip shortage and what's going on in, in the auto industry, et cetera. Um, so, so, so there's the story side of things. The number side of things is that on, on a valuation basis, this stock is really, really cheap. Car, car lots is trading at about two and a half times sales. And, and that's using the run rate of their already depressed quarters. Okay. So, so, so sales are depressed. You never want to see that out of a new issue, obviously, but, but the stock is trading at two and a half times sales on but using their, their front quarter, which is their already de- depressed quarter. Um, you know, value, uh, uh, let, let's keep going down, down the income statement. Uh, they are unprofitable. The company is burning through some cash. Uh, that side, the balance sheet is strong. Again, remember that this, this is a recent SPAC. They were just able to put a, a ton of cash on the balance sheet. So we don't have any sort of concerns uh, about an offering or a secondary or anything along those lines, especially while the stock price is so depressed. So so, so the, the way that I think that, that we can take a crack at car lots um, and, and do it pretty efficiently is we can buy some, some pretty long dated calls. Okay, I, I don't love the stock enough, and I and I don't I certainly don't like the chart enough that, that I that I'm hitting the common stock side of things and trying to flip this for for a swing trade right now. Uh, but the 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 long dated calls are really really inexpensive. So so if we click over into to the live brokerage account here, we're, we're looking at our interactive brokers. If we look at at the five dollar strike calls, they're they're going for seventy cents right now. And, and, and this is 135 days out, okay? This is taking us out, out to January. So, so basically, we're, we're risking $70. Our, our break-even price on the stock is going to be $5.70. Is that a very significant increase from where the share price is now? Yes, it's about a 35% jump. Um, that said, if you look back to where the stock was, I mean, we're, we're, we're down 70%. Uh, you know, should we use past prices as the indication as to where the stock is going to go? No, I, I don't think that that is, is, is a fair analysis to do. But let, let's look at the multiples again. Like we said, the, the, on the company's downtrodden quarter, it's still only at two and a half times sales, right? S&P 500, four and a half times sales. So, so there is, should be room for some multiple expansion. Plus, if you believe in the story, which I do, there, there should be room for sales growth as well. And so that producer AB is my thesis to 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 get in this one to take a crack at car lots on the long side. We're just doing the the, the simple trade. We're not selling puts or, or doing anything fancy. Uh, we are just throwing out really small starter position car lots by buying a contract uh, five dollar calls, and we will keep following this one. So guys, if you like this trade, you like the car car lots play. Again, I think it's a low risk, low risk, high return potential setup. Drop me the one in the chat if you hate it. Drop me the two. I see somebody already hates it. 
Yeah, uh, easy money, not a fan. Yeah, if, fan. If, y'all, if y'all are here for CEO Watchlist, we do have, uh, you know, uh, Zach and Josh join us from CEO Watchlist here in a couple minutes. Luke, my only thoughts on uh, the lots trade is I think if I were you, I would try to go a little bit further out. Just considering how cheap those option contracts are, I think I, I would be willing to pay a tiny bit more to say go out maybe I'm looking at them right now, April 14th, 2022, or even December 16th, 2022. Um, a $5 call is only $1.58. Um, so with cheap That's contracts cheap. like that, yeah, I'd be willing to go out a little bit further. Um, and then also, what if, what if you sold some puts at, say, you know, the $2.50 50, 50 strike price, knowing, hey, I'd be willing to own this stock at $2.50. Okay, right. I don't want to sell puts against a chart that looks like that. <laughs> that, that's why i'm just throwing ideas out there i'm not saying you should uh, yeah I'm... it's not a bad idea <laughs> it's reasonable for, okay. for sure but i i do like your you know i think the way that you know just buying long leaps essentially we have a very fixed risk you know like we can throw down 500 on some long dated call contracts and know this is the most we can lose we're not putting ourselves at any position where we can lose more than that you know what we're paying for those contracts um, and yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm, I'm, I said yesterday when we were talking about this, I wanted to see like a couple more green candles in a row to show some strength of like reversal that we're showing some trend going upward. And today it's down about 4% down more than its competitor car parts. Um, but yeah, uh, Christian Gallagher said he was looking at lots. He likes it. Um, well, so, so we went through, let's see, we went through the Fubo trade lots, anything else before we get to our first guest? Um, no, let, let, let's go ahead and bring CEO Watchlist on in a second. I did see somebody bring up carparts.com, ticker PRTS. This is one that I've been long and strong for, I don't know, a couple months now. Um, we, we can get into this one in, at, at some point in the future. Got it. And, uh, someone's asking what news caused QQQ to fall. I don't know if there was any particular news. I think just a lot of tech has gotten a little bit overextended and a lot, you got to think a lot of these stocks that make up the QQQ, you know, your Facebooks, your uh, Apples, your Googles, your Netflix, all the institutions already yeah, own and, these. And let me say this too. Okay. QQQ, that's the ETF that tracks the NASDAQ. Okay. The NASDAQ had an all time high close yesterday. All right. So, so if we're, we're talking about uh, a half percent down and we're coming off of an all time high. I mean, come on now. Zoom this chart out and put it, yeah, give, and, give you a little bit of context. And what I was going to say is every single institution out there already owns Apple, already owns Netflix, already owns Google. So the only thing they can do is they could buy more, sure, but they're, they're more likely going to sell some to take profits. Um, so, you know, I think we'll see, you know, those stocks continue to, I don't know. I, I, I like Apple here. I would want to wait until after next week's event to kind of see the reaction from the different products they launch. Tuesday, next Tuesday. We're going to an iPhone or an iPad at least. Beautiful. Do you know, Luke, do you know this? I checked last night on the Apple website. They still sell iPod touches. No, I didn't know that. But you can buy them off the Apple store website, but they have the home button on them. So it makes me think they like stopped developing them a couple years ago and they switched from the home button to no home button, but they're like, oh, we'll still sell them. So it's basically then it's like the product, like you give your kid, you don't want them to have the cellular, but you want them to have something to play around with. Exactly. Like you don't want them to take your cell phone to play Candy Crush. So you buy them an iPod touch so they can play Candy Crush. And you can like, if you have like a um, 11, 12 year old or something, you can say like, all right, you have to, you have to keep this iPod touch for a month before I get you your own phone. 
How much do you think this costs? 200 bucks. I checked last night. Huh. All right. No, ingra- oh, you can get it engraved. Look at that. All right. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do that uh, end of year bonus for all the Benzing employees. Everyone gets an engraved iPod Touch. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> last year we gave away watches. This year it's an engraved iPod Touch. All right, well, Bruce, maybe, but, but let, let, let's go ahead and bring CEO Watchlist on here. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, Zach, Josh? Happy to have you here at the Power Hour. Are, are you are you guys going to go out and buy this iPod Touch? Free engraving. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, you guys talking about the engraved ones, you guys should get us a couple as well. All right, there we go. That, that'll be the move. We're bringing it back. We're going to single-handedly... Add 2% on Apple's sales number by, by driving interest in these iPod touches, okay? But what's going on, guys? I, I, I guess before we hop into it, uh, could, could one of you j- just hop on for a second, talk about what, what CEO Watchlist is and, and how you got it going? Yeah. So, so pretty much during the pandemic, there was a lot of misinformation out there all over uh, forums, discussion boards, social media. And the biggest issue with that is the new investors that were sitting at home that jumped into the market, they were losing money left and right. There was just bad information. And so the biggest thing was just trying to clear the air with that and give people a service where they could actually get solid information and learn the basics, the fundamentals, the technicals. And that's really what we wanted to provide to people so they had a safe place that they can go and learn all this stuff. Okay. And, and, and like, you know, I mean, you, you guys have blown up on, on TikTok, right? In, in a major way, a million followers. Um, did, did you expect that? Or, or was that like the target? Or was it more like, hey, we're going to do this for fun to help the community out. And then, you know, the, the success just came out of nowhere. Well, originally, um, I used to do this for free for friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I had athletes in the space and people in the music industry that I was friends with. And they didn't have that financial literacy. So I helped them out with that. And when I met Josh, we actually met online um, through TikTok and through Discord. And he kind of got all that started and going because he's the the social media genius here with his uh, content videos. So I'll pass that over to him. He knows a lot about that. I was literally just going to say, I mean, it wasn't ever... Um, something that I looked at with a goal of, I want X amount of followers or anything like that, that just happened. I mean, I think that's just a, a, a natural byproduct of just having good content. That's interesting. I mean, it's like uh, Zach and I, uh, we have an attorney and one thing that she had said to one of us during a dinner, we all had a dinner together. Um, she said, you know, our, our business model is so good. I mean, who doesn't want to invest like a millionaire? I mean, that's just, you know, any, anybody off the street would want to do that. So I thought that was just such a cool concept. Um, you know, I, I had read a bunch of research papers on it beforehand as well. And um, it was actually something that I was writing a college paper about when I was uh, studying finance back in school. So it really just kind of came out of nowhere, but it ended up being something that everybody was interested in. It seemed like, I mean, um, it's funny because I have friends from high school who have seen my videos, people who reach out to me even today, um, who I wouldn't have even expected to be into stocks, but it's kind of bringing people who maybe wouldn't have even thought about investing into the investing space. So I think it's really cool in that aspect. Uh, hell yeah. 
and and let, let, let me ask you this this is you know a, a little bit different and we'll, we'll get back to ceo watch list but but yeah. like the, the wave of new investors that, that have come in right did, did, did that surprise you guys i'm talking about over the past let's call it 12 18 months but, but similar to you guys i'm somebody who's been in the market for for a while and just love it it's it's my passion um in like 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 the the number of folks that that flooded into the market surprised me but i love it like like i had never had anybody to talk about stocks with before and, and now there's you know tons of friends to, to go and have those conversations so so i'm curious if that was surprising for you guys as well yeah i mean uh, uh i've been investing for over 10 years my my dad was a huge investor my my grandfather my uncle they all taught me about it but this wasn't this wasn't something I had conversations with my friends with growing up. I mean, I was being taught how to build a balance sheet and read stock charts when I was like 13 years old. So I mean, and now I'm 30. So it's been a long time and no one ever talked about this stuff. And I think back in, I might've been 2013, Mila Kunis started talking about investing in stocks and everybody thought that was going to be like the top for the market and it just kept going up. But um, yeah, this past year has been insane. I mean, just the inflow of people, I think, being stuck at home, quarantined, they just took their way to the market and it became very popular and the hype behind it. But I think it's amazing because financial literacy and investing your money instead of letting it sit and lose to inflation is probably something they should be teaching in school and they don't. So people are getting the the hard knock school on the internet now, which is amazing. Okay. So what what was the what's the process like? So you guys blow up on TikTok, get a million followers, and then you're in a position where you kind of get to decide like, okay, what's next? Like this is great, um, but you know, is it there's website in the works? I mean, I know you guys are pretty big on Instagram too, but what what's the process like of next steps from the from TikTok? Yeah, so our our business model really from this point forward is we're working on building out courses, so we can have like a solidified course built for people that they can go through at their own rate. Um, and moving forward, we do want to work kind of an affiliate program and branch out and do some work with the NFL and, and other uh, artists out there. I have some connections in the sports industry and music industry. And I think it would be great to reach some of these athletes um, when they're still in school at a young age, because again, like I said, financial literacy is, is killing people in this country, not understanding how to put your money to work, how to properly budget. I mean, if people just learn the basics, I mean, they can set themselves up for life and and even set up their children for life. I know you guys talked about Roth IRA a little bit ago, um, but even setting that up, most people don't know that's something that you start at 18. It's one of the easiest ways to become a millionaire in your life. And it's, it's very passive, very simple. Just you can put all your money in ETF, a broad-based ETF like the S&P 500, and let it just grow for you an average of 10% a year, become a millionaire by the time you retire. And if you don't need that money, you can pass that down to your children and your children can start way ahead of the game. So there's so many little tricks that are out there with the, with the markets and with investing and people just learned about this. I mean, it's just a great way. So I think moving on to doing some stuff with charities and working with the sports teams would really be the next step we want to take. Yeah, Zach, I got I got to get you on the phone with my, one of my good friends, he's actually the kicker or the punter for the Lions. And I was explaining to him, I was like, dude, you can't have like a bunch of cash just sitting in your checking account because you're not only not making money, you're actually like losing money with inflation if your cash is just sitting there. Um, but I don't think he wants to hear it from me. He needs to hear it from someone like you that's got a 
a little bit more experience. Um, but going back to the TikTok real quick, is there anything, is there one TikTok in particular that, um, you know, like if you had to show someone one TikTok to show them what the gist of CEO watch list is, or you're like, this is the one that really helped us blow up the most. Is, is there one video like that? Yeah, we're about, we, me and Zach both already are thinking of the same thing. It, it was one I came out with in January, um, close to 18 million views on it. Um, it's so funny because um, I, my girlfriend, before I met her uh, or after meeting her, I, she didn't even know I was on TikTok. Uh, we pull up my profile and she had already liked one of my videos. And it just, it went so viral that it was just insane. And that was probably one of the ones that just blew us up probably the most you know, having people uh, come in and share that video. I mean, it has hundreds of thousands of shares, I believe. And you said this was back in January? Yep. Yeah, this was probably right in the literal, the hottest part of, you know, 2021, right when you were talking about, you were saying the last 12, 18 months, I would say January, February of this year was probably the most, the the craziest time. I mean, not even just- And then you had crypto right after that too. Yeah, I mean, even our—I mean, if you go look at our chat room uh, in January, it was just nonstop. Everybody was chatting. Everybody is just like a big spam. Like I remember, we had to just get more mods at that point. Remember, Zach? We had to go out and find more moderators to help us yeah, manage the, the whole chat room. It was insane. The growth was was very quick. I mean, not many people. I'll tell you this: we're we're very uh, uh, lucky. I mean, obviously, we were prepared and the opportunity presented itself, but. We were very lucky. I mean, the growth just came out of nowhere this past year. I mean, we blew up. We went from a hundred views, a thousand views to millions of views, and it just kept going. And now we've branched over to Instagram. We're already at like 20,000 followers on there. I mean, that's been basically done in the past month or two, most of that. And it's just crazy social media nowadays and and how quickly you can explode in, in and exposure and stuff it's it's really incredible wait are these the the mint jewel pods r.i.p <laughs> but wait is all right there, wait oh, i want to ask this one no I, I had i had the one he was talking about pulled up but then i had to click on click on the jewel pod one and yeah, now it's gone. It was right next to it right next i know to i know i know i'm going back i'm gonna go back <laughs> and find it but wait luke go ahead all I right, like so, how that one caught your attention. See, those I know, are the I know, things I, know. I do that get people to watch right there. I, I, tried, I tried so <laughs> hard works. to find, to find the one right you were there. talking about, and then I got distracted by the jewel one. Okay, but, that's, but how my question was, that's how you get people to watch right there. Like, like you guys keep track of insiders. You look at hedge fund people. Like I see the Warren Buffett's on there. And then also yeah. politicians. Yeah. Uh, of of those, three, those three buckets, who who does the best job investing? Like, like, like who, who's throwing out the heat? Nancy Pelosi. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, it's normally, I mean, it really depends. You know what I mean? It's not, I, I get that question a lot of like, who, who's the best person to follow or whatever. I don't think that there's really an answer for that. I think that, you know, um, if you go look at the research, Congress does really well. Um, corporate insiders does really well. I mean, when it comes to selling though, like the big, the big difference, here's one differentiation I can make for sure is that purchase purchases when you see insiders, corporate, government, whatever, if you see purchases, much more powerful than selling. Okay. So if you see somebody selling, it could be for many different reasons, right? It could be compensation, they're trying to invest in something else, they need money, capital. Um, but but uh, I don't think that there's really one like insider or one type of person that does like better than the other, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But purchases other versus sales, huge difference. 
other than Nancy. <laughs> yeah. So is it, is, is it, is it one of those things where like, say on my first time I get in and I tail one of these big whales, like one of these big investors, whether it be a, a Warren Buffett or a politician, like maybe that trade doesn't work out for me. But if you do yeah. it over time that like more times than not, these guys are right than they're wrong. Uh, I would say so. I mean, but that's that's with any strategy, right? I mean, that you could get those same results with a chart pattern. I mean, as long as you have an edge, that's what people are going for in the market is is getting some kind of edge. This is just another way to do that. So, um, you know, you you might have trades, you might just have bad timing. You might get into a, this a similar trade to someone else who can afford to lose money, or you might get into a trade where somebody um, had way different timing or they had a different price, and so the trade might might not even make sense to do anymore. Um, so that's why when I talk about this stuff, this is a part of my strategy, but it's not the whole strategy. Every single trade that I'm looking at also gets analyzed. It also gets done all this stuff. Cause keep in mind, I know that Zach said he's been doing this for about 10 years. I've been doing this since high school as well. So I have been doing it a little bit less than eight years. Um, but there's still analysis that goes into it. It's not blindly, you know, buying and selling things just cause other people are doing it, but it gives me a very good idea and, and a direction to start going in and then I can pursue it if it's something that makes sense for me. And, and the one thing I do want to add to that, and it's very important um, that a lot of new investors don't realize is it's not just copying what they're doing, right? When we see these big CEOs or politicians buying into something, it almost is like an endorsement into it. So it gives you more conviction behind the trade, but we don't just blindly buy. I want to make that very clear. There's a lot of fundamental research and technical analysis that goes into each one of those. And so you may see 10 different CEO buys that look great. You like the company, but then you do some research on it. You do the fundamental analysis and technical, and maybe only three of them clear our standards. So there's a lot more work that goes on behind the scenes, but it does give a nice endorsement to the investment. Got it. Was this CEO watch list domain available or did you guys have to go out and buy that from someone? It was available. Wow. <laughs> I think That's it was nice. like $8. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and play this, the 17 million or okay. almost 18 million liked one to give, if someone hasn't seen your TikTok, just give them a gist of what it's like. What's a piece of information that you learned that feels illegal to know? Probably if you're an American citizen, you actually have the right to look up and see which stocks, rich people, CEOs, CFOs, people that are high up in companies are buying and you're allowed to copy it. So I'm going to show you the website I use because I made 17% on a stock in just one day today. So, okay. So all you have to do is go to this website right here, open insider, click on this button that says charts, and it's going to show you the blue right here is when rich people are buying a bunch of stocks and the red is when they're selling it. So back when COVID hit, they started buying up a bunch of stocks and then they all went up in value and now they're selling them. So yeah, it seems like it would be illegal to view this, but it's not. What's a piece of information that you learned? So I, yeah, I like how like simple, you know, you made that. And actually now that I watched that, I think that popped up on my TikTok back in, back in the, <laughs> back in January or whenever that was. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have to figure out how to get something going. The content is awesome. The, the chat loves you guys. The courses are super interesting. We haven't done course stuff at Benzinga yet. So, so maybe there's a way that, that we could partner up on that one and send our users your way or something. But we'll, we'll have to figure something out. It, it's amazing what you guys have built. So, so congratulations on all that success. Thank you. Thank you. And, and thanks for having us today, Luke and Aaron. It's been great to be here with you guys.
Of course. Thanks for coming on. We'll we'll have to get y'all back on the show again soon. You know, anytime y'all have like developments on the, on the website or anything like that, we'll get y'all back on. Yeah. And if we get Nancy Pelosi to buy one of those engraved iPod touches, we're all going long Apple. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh (laughs) yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Peace guys. Take care. Easy guys. Boom. All right. All right. Producer AB. That was a good one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, I saw that TikTok in the wild. And then now, like months later, we're talking to guys. Just a cra- crazy world we live in. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll get Nancy Pelosi into Carlotts too. Okay. And your Fubo. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she is, she's a great options trader. What, what else can we say? What else can we say? <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so something else on my radar really quick because I, I know you've got another interview coming up in a second here, producer AB. Uh, but, but let's go ahead and look at the Bitcoin chart. We, we spent a decent amount of time talking about this yesterday. We, we, we had that flash crash. We've since leveled off. We, we've stayed at that same level. Um, you know, crypto stocks, let's talk about those for a moment. I, I know that you guys have, have had a, a, a ton of Voices in your ear talking about the price of the major cryptos. I'm going to be the voice in your ear talking about the crypto stocks. My, my opinion, producer AB, is, is I sort of want to sit on the sidelines for right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm not bombing out of anything that I have. I'm not adding to the position. I, I think that if the price of Bitcoin stays depressed from where it was, let's call it below the 50000 mark, um, I, I think that some of these crypto stocks are going to come under pressure. So, so that that's my line in the sand, or at least that that we need to start seeing that approach back to 50k to get me confident in these stocks again. It, it, any opinion on that? Yeah, I've been a little disappointed that we haven't seen um, you know the the different cryptos like bounce back after that flash crash a little bit harder. I thought we'd see you know Ethereum and Bitcoin ripping last night throughout the night, yep. which I think they've kind of just been hanging out. But I guess at the very least, we can say that they're able to. Uh, stay stable after that crash that they're not like continuing to drop more um but yeah i mean i i don't know i think it's a little bit worrisome if you're a big coinbase investor that like anytime something volatile happens in the crypto markets which of course crypto markets are volatile by nature that you could be sitting at a big loss but i don't know if you're you know still just on the sideline in coinbase luke if you've opened any positions but i'm currently not in i i i have a a small long-term position that that I bought within a month of the IPO. So 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 I just been hanging out in it for a while. Got it. Yeah. Been planning uh, to. Um and while we're talking about it, you know, uh we do have a Voyager deal. So if you go to Voyager and use the code Zing, you get fifty dollars free in Bitcoin. So this crypto update update is brought to you by Voyager Digital. Um, checking in on Bitcoin. Yeah, and let, me, let me say this too, producer AB. If you guys have, have needed a reason to be crypto curious or like you're thinking about buying the dip, now is the reason to go to go do it. Put If you sign up for a Voyager account and, and you make a $100 trade, they're going to give you $50 of Bitcoin, okay? So you have to be directionally wrong by 50% before you start losing money on, on that trade. So, so if anybody was was crypto curious, you're thinking about getting in, you want to rotate into a new platform, now is the time to do it, guys. It's code Z-I-N-G. Go and sign up for that one. And then I'm going to make one more plug, producer AB. Do this it This Saturday, okay? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We're hosting an all-day-long free course. Totally, totally free. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the link in the chat here. We call it our Benzinga boot camp. All right. The the idea is we're going from like like zero to hero. We're gonna go like 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 investing, trading basics, all the way up through being able to to get into some options trading, to get into a little bit of day trading, etc. Okay, look at right there, zero to hero. I'm glad they put that on the site. That was that was a, a, a term I coined for this event. Okay. Are you are you gonna talk about crypto at the event? Yeah, so we're going to talk about crypto. We're going to talk about stocks. We're going to talk about options. Again, totally, totally free. All you have to do is you have to go to this website and register, okay? And, and you will be in, hang out with us, talk trade ideas, et cetera, okay? Yep, I'm going to be there, Luke. All right, you'll be there? Yes, sir. Good. Well, I, I don't know if I'll be on screen, but I'll be watching. All right, good. Any Anything else? That's all that I have. Register right, yeah. for this event, guys. I'm put, gonna put the link in there again. Yeah, I, no I, I reason think, not to. I think uh, Neil Hamilton, good-looking guy. He's got some cool hair. He'll he'll be on screen, I think. Yep, absolutely. All right, Luke. Well, without further ado, Stephanie from Hot Therapeutics. Thank you for joining us on Benzinga Power Hour today. Hi. Thanks for inviting me to come on and talk to you all. Yeah, of course, of course. So for some of our audience that may not be familiar, do you mind just giving me a quick rundown on what it is that Hoth Therapeutics, you know, what the company is, what you guys do? Yeah, sure. So Hoth Therapeutics is a clinical stage biopharmaceutical company, and we are really just focused on creating novel therapies that are more patient-focused to meet unmet medical needs for patients. So we have a very broad and dynamic a pipeline that covers a broad range of different indications to help patients such as atopic dermatitis or eczema. Um, we have a new therapy coming up the pipeline that is focusing on skin toxicities for um, cancer patients. Um, we have some novel cancer therapies. We have a novel antibiotic, um, asthma, um, you know, all covering a whole different range, IBD. So um, we're kind of very differentiated, I think, from that perspective, that we're not just honing in on one therapeutic area. We're really trying to cover lots of different areas um, with the end goal of um, fulfilling these unmet needs for patients, either from a better therapy perspective or better safety. Got it. And so, yeah, I do have, let me pull it up real quick on the screen. I do have the pipeline pulled up here. And that's what's kind of fascinating to me about Hoth is, I mean, look, got the, the eczema, you know, bio, bioelectric drug for eczema right here. And then also some for COVID, you know, so it's like, as you mentioned, yeah. it's not just one thing, it's a bunch of different things. Um, so pretty much everything that Hoth is currently working on right now is still in the pipeline, correct? Yes. So Bialexa and HT001 are definitely the farthest along. Bialexa is what we just uh, press released on today. And thanks for doing an exclusive release for us. Of course. Um, that we just completed the first cohort of our clinical trial in healthy subjects. And uh, safety data looks fantastic. And we are planning to move forward into patients with atopic dermatitis um, in the next month for that trial. And then HT001, we're actually gearing up right now to start a clinical trial early next year in the United States um, across 14 sites to evaluate the efficacy 
of this novel topical product. Um, and currently there's no other drugs approved or available to treat these skin toxicities um, associated with cancer therapies like EGFR inhibitors, despite the fact that they could impact um, anywhere between 40 to 90% of patients that are taking them. So huge unmet, you know, medical need. And, um, you know, we really want to help cancer patients focus on what's the most important that's getting through their cancer therapy. And then some of the other things that are, we're very quickly moving out of the preclinical stage of the pipeline, uh, HT003. Um, this is actually a platform of anti-inflammatory molecules. So it actually stretches across multiple indications. So we have a derm side for acne and psoriasis, and we have some really uh, powerful preclinical data as well as for inflammatory bowel diseases like ulcerative colitis and uh, Crohn's disease. And we also have preclinical data supporting that as well. So that whole HT003 is like a powerhouse package of um, potential. Um, the other big one that we're really moving up in the pipeline is HT kit. And so we actually just had a publication released by our collaborator at NC State, um, basically showing that this novel molecule um, can reduce tumors in um, that are mast cell derived cancers. And so this is mastocytosis, um, uh, mast cell neoplasms. And if you're not familiar with these cancers, they are rare. But when they do happen, and it, a lot of times it's piggybacking on another cancer as a result of, of chemotherapy, it's a really poor prognosis. And there are some therapies that are currently available, but the efficacy is low. So we're really excited about this. Um, it would be a new class of molecules as well. Um, and then further down the pipeline that we're still kind of uh, pushing through in the preclinical side, an antibiotic for um, uh, pneumonia, specifically ventilator-associated pneumonia and um, hospital-acquired pneumonia. And that's actually in partnership with the U.S. Army Medical Research um, Walter Reed uh, Research Institute. So we're really excited about that collaboration and partnership. Um, and then, of course, you know, we have an asthma asset um, that's still in development, but that could be a completely different type of therapeutic. You know, we're getting out of the corticosteroid and um, uh, that whole class of drugs. It's completely different. So what we really want to do is give patients different options for therapy that may have a better safety profile or maybe more effective um, rather than, you know, just making iterations off of what's already approved. Got it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff is fascinating to me. I know myself and a lot of our audience here are more, you know, traders. So looking at biotechs from like the trading lens and not as much through the scientific. So it helps to get that information straight from you that allows me to understand like what the different drugs are doing. Um, and yeah, it's fascinating that something like the, you know, HT003, as you said, can treat something like Crohn's disease, but also acne. I mean, it's fascinating how kind of like versatile certain drugs can be, I guess. Um, but going back to the, to the press release yeah. about, um, you know, BioLexa with eczema. 
So basically in the, the clinical trial, there was just no side effects found with the drug. I mean, and, and are there any other drugs out there that kind of do something similar to what the BioLexa is doing? So just to explain, I guess, the premise behind BioLexa. So atopic dermatitis is a very complicated skin disease. It's, you know, there's so many different layers. There's just so many different factors and every person is going to be different. But what we've been seeing from the literature and other research studies is that what a lot of these patients have in common is that when they do have um, eczema flares is that their skin actually has a higher abundance of staph aureus on the skin. And so what we believe to be happening is that these chronic staph infections are really what's potentiating the repeat and chronic um, eczema outbreaks or flares. So what Biolexa is targeting is actually to prevent these chronic and staph infections in the skin and kind of reestablish the, the normal microbiome that's on your skin. So rather than being like another steroid that, you know, those have some other safety implications, it might be a different way to kind of manage your uh, mild to moderate atopic dermatitis. So in this first trial, it has two different um, phases. The first phase is in healthy subjects. It is technically a first in human trial, but both active ingredients have already been approved in the United States and in other countries. Um, so it's mostly just a new indication or a new way of of applying the product, so different route of administration. So, you know, coming into the trial, you know, we definitely had, you know, high expectations for a good safety profile. And that's basically what this first cohort confirmed is that there were no treatment related side effects. There were no serious um, side effects, no um, skin irritation, those types of things. So all we have to do is just get the go ahead from the regulatory authority, and then we'll be starting dosing in patients um, probably in around the next month or so. And it's basically a treatment of two times a day for 14 days and evaluating um, efficacy as well as safety. Got it. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I think it's very fascinating kind of getting the um, you know, scientific medical side on these biotechs. Cause a lot of times we're just stuck looking at them through the, you know, trader investor lens, yeah. looking at the charts and the stock prices and whatnot. Um, is there anything, I guess, before we leave anything that you think investors, um, traders should be looking forward to over the next say year, even into 2022? So I'm really excited about this clinical trial with HT001 coming up. Um, I think, HT001 definitely has the potential to be, you know, a breakthrough therapeutic for um, these patients undergoing cancer therapy. And I think um, that trial, you know, I mentioned, we'll, you know, we're targeting for early next year and getting ready to submit our IND um, very soon. And I think HT kit, given the fact that it is, um, if so it falls, so I'm going to go a little little deep on the science, but it's called an antisense oligonucleotide. But the great thing about it is that FDA has gotten very comfortable with these molecules. And so because it's for a life-threatening disease, we're definitely able to cut back on that preclinical time 
and get into the clinic faster. So we are doing everything we can to push HTKit, you know, into the clinic and hopefully that'll be happening. Um, you know, if not by the end of 2022, you know, early 2023. So we have, we're definitely, we have very aggressive expectations because we want to, you know, really get these therapies in the hands of patients, you know, as soon as we can. Sorry, did you say it does HD kit? Does that have uh, an orphan drug designation? Um, we are planning to submit one very soon. Yes. Got so it. we haven't we haven't actually gotten the orphan designation, but there are other drugs that have already achieved an orphan designation for mast cell derived cancers. So it's really just a paperwork exercise of getting it submitted. But yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting too. I'm sure help it get it into the uh, you know trials a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, all right, Stephanie. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Power Hour today. I know we've had a lot of viewers kind of ask us about Hoff, and instead of me trying to, you know, read the press releases and, and guess what's going on, it's better to have you, who actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to the science and the and the biology, to come on and explain to us. Um, and yes, thank you again for hopping on today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, and uh, very happy to talk about our our pipeline and just keep watching the press releases. Yeah, we got to get you on again soon. Anytime you guys have developments, of course, just let us know. Keep us in the loop. We're happy to break that news and then get you back on the show to to talk about it and explain explain to us dumb investors. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, Stephanie, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Thanks, you too. Bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, y'all. That was Stephanie Johns from Hoth Therapeutics. Very interesting company there. I, I think the thing that's most interesting to me thing to me there is is like Stephanie was talking about it's not just one or two things that the company is focused on they have a lot of different drugs in the pipeline for different um you know diseases or indications so that to me is is a very um you know enticing thing that like hey look you could invest in this company and maybe you know one of the drugs doesn't make it through the pipeline or get FDA approval but there are other ones there that that might so definitely going to have to add this to my watch list um, seeing someone in the chat talk about uh, root root insurance. Let me get my Benzinga Pro pulled up. Log in. Hopefully, it just logs me in. It does. Um, let's go to root insurance real quick. So, for those of y'all that don't know what root is, root is essentially an insurance company that um, you know uses. It's like mobile based, so you can get it on your phone, download the root root app. Um, it'll actually track your driving if you're doing car insurance on there and then determine if you're like a good driver or not and give you a quote. I personally, I have like my own story with Root where I used it in college. I did the thing, tracked me, tracked me driving for 10 days, gave me a really good rate, beat everything else, used it for like a year. And then when it was time for my thing to renew, my prices got jacked up and I'm like, hold on, hold up, wait a minute. I've been using y'all for a year. I haven't had a single claim, a single issue. And now all of a sudden my rates go up. Like if anything else, they should go down, right? I didn't have any issues. I didn't have any claims, nothing. And that is actually, I learned after the fact, because that was enough for me to be like, all right, I'm out. Called them, said like, hey, that's, pardon my language, BS that you're going to jack my rates up after I was nothing but a good customer and nothing but a good driver. And then I found out after the fact that, hey, other people are having this issue too. And that was part of the reason this company has had a short report on it. 
Um, just a lot of people hate the stock. And we can see, let's go out to a year chart on the daily, just how downtrodden this stock has gotten, how beaten up it's gotten. But like anything else, like any other stock like it, I should say, that has a lot of short interest, became becomes in a, a potential for a short squeeze over time. So now we're seeing buyers come in, buy long calls on the on the stock, saying, hey, this could be a squeeze. Um, and it looks like we're getting a little mini squeeze right here too. You know, up only about 6% right now. But if we see people having to come in and cover those short positions, who knows? This thing could really run. So uh, I'm looking at Root, going to watch this for the rest of the day. Um, but yeah, personally, I've used the company, was not a fan. I understand why there are shorts out there. Let me see. Looks like I got Money Mitch hanging out in the background. Money Mitch, what is up? What is up? We making that money today, Mitch? Looking at the money out there, there was a stock that made a massive move up in the afternoon time, too. We were looking at it on live trading, EFTR, Effector, a SPAC. Did you see that move today, AB? No, I've actually never even heard of this company before. Look at that chart right there. Look at how it trades. Wow. So this is, yeah, I'm looking at the, uh, what am I looking at? Five minute, five minute candles right here. Earlier this afternoon, the stock was traded. Wait, okay. Why is it saying? Okay. So earlier today, the stock was trading at about 10 bucks, all the way up to $27 now. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is an incredible move. And and Mitch, you're, you're more of a SPAC expert than I am. It's kind of rare for a therapeutics company or a, or a biotech company to go the SPAC route, right? Yeah, it definitely is because, I mean, they get scrutiny already, right? I mean, a lot of these are going to get pressured on their valuation because they probably are in phase one, not even near phase three, or you don't actually know if they're going to be able to produce. So this is an interesting one. Definitely a squeeze uh, getting put out here. I held the five minute for a while there at the VWAP. We were looking at it. We were watching it hold, 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 hold. And then it really started getting driving. Uh, what a move today. I mean, <laughs> if you got into this one, definitely congratulations. Monster move up. I think it's up. Yeah, it's up over 100% on the day. Um, and we were looking at this right on live trading this morning. Yeah, shout out Zunaid in the chat. He's saying, man, this thing was 1340 or something in the morning. <laughs> and we've just seen it, you know, go berserk basically. Um, but yeah, checking back in on Root real quick. It looks like Root did have a little red candle on the five minutes. So we'll see if this one comes back down. Maybe we'll see it get get squeezed again. But definitely uh, that market is still out there, Mitch. People are still out there looking for the next the next short squeeze, the next AMC, the next GameStop. Always. It's just it's a common thing. You know, we're always looking for the next major opportunity. And then everyone gets into this kind of uh, recency bias where the next mover, they're just like, yeah, that's it. Let me go jump on it. Um, one that is kind of like that moving up today is GSAT. Yeah, GSAT. GSAT. Um, you know, Global Star. The company did have big news a uh, week or two ago that I believe it was uh, AT&T or Apple. Maybe they were like getting in, in, in works with them. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I don't remember the exact story. I don't even remember what company it was, but some partnership was in the works and that makes me think, Hey, they, this could be like a legit player. So I don't know if it's a, you know, legit company that might be worth an investment or if it's just simply a, you know, potential short squeeze play. 
Yeah, this one was released uh, with the potential news uh, given to Apple as one of the co company's customers. People are thinking that they have that partnership, um, that you're going to hear news on that. And as you can see, this is why sometimes we have that statement, right? The clear statement, buy the rumors, sell the news. I think this is clearly an example of that. It's going to be that buy the, buy the rumor. And then by the time we go ahead and take a look at it, it'll be probably sell the news. Um, so big move on GSAT there. Uh, next one up that I wanted to talk about was one that, I mean, you know, us SPAC fans, we like SPACs, but there's people that go against SPACs. How can you go against SPACs? Well, look up SOGU. SOGU is an interesting play here. This is an ETF here. This is the short DSPAC ETF. So we're talking DSPAC stocks, but on the short side. So basically an inverse ETF here. Um, and this this is a play that you guys can look at. If you think, you know, SPACs are all trash, they're never coming back, yeah, this might be something to take a look at. SOGU, um, I know I personally feel it'll come back, but I mean, hey, to each his own. If you think that they're all trash, this is one to take a look at. All right. Well, what's going on in the chat? What are you guys looking at? Did you guys make a good trade today? Let me know. Let us know what you traded. Yeah, Mitch. I mean, I, I got out of my some of my positions that I showed earlier, you know, between the, uh, you know, Fubo, the Fubo uh, put and the SQQ call. I kind of got out of those. I just took some profits. I'm going to check back in on Fubo, see where we're at there. Fubo. Um, and then I'm going to hop off here in a minute, get over to get technical with Neil and let you wrap up here. And, uh, you know, this stream is set to redirect to get technical. So don't go anywhere, y'all. Definitely, without a doubt. Um, so what are you looking at Fubo? Oh, I, I, I had um, some Fubo puts that I opened earlier today. Okay. And they did really well. They were up about like 40%, I think, when I sold them. But I, I, I was using it as like a position to hedge my long position in Fubo. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my profits from those puts and put them back into Fubo common stock, uh, lowering my average cost of Fubo so that if we do see some you know, if we do see the stock ripping in the next week or so, that I'll have gotten in at the lower price point. Hey, not a bad thing to do, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're just using your reward that you already took by hedging on your position to increase your probability to get into the profits. For exactly, exactly. You get it. All right, Mitch, I'm going to hop here. Uh, we'll see you all over at Get Technical on, in a few minutes. Definitely. You get that Spice Girls going over there. Yes, sir. You know. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and go through a couple stocks here. If you guys got one you want me to take a look at, definitely throw it up in the chat. Fubo was an interesting one. You know, I think they're going to continue to hear sports news. The question is, can we get back above that 3250? That's going to be the price point that I'm going to point out. It's going to be very important for us to get through. Um, so we'll see if we can get on up there. It's definitely on the downturn. I got to say, uh, AB did a good play today by making some profits on a put. Uh, looks like there's some stocks being thrown up. BBIG, I know that one was a big one this morning. Let's go ahead and take a look at it, see how it traded, see how we could have capitalized on it. So let's go. Let's take a look at the one minute. I'm taking a look at the one minute, and you can see a little bit more chop, all right? There's not really a pattern there that you could go off of. So let's go a little bit further back in the time frame. Let's look at the five minute. And when you look at the five minute for today, you probably won't see anything. But if you scroll back, you see this high. Now we're starting to really get somewhere. Let's take a look 
a little deeper in the time frame, 15 minutes, you start seeing that this pattern is actually coming from this time here on the 7th of September. Um, so let's go even further now. Let's get into the hourly chart. This is what I like to do, guys. Um, so one of the things that you can clearly point out is where's the support in this? Okay, so we got this first closing here. That's where I would be looking for support to hold, right? The last candle that we got, we got a one up, a one down move, a second move up, second move down. Then we got a move up and then it actually held the low here. Now it's starting to push on up. The big thing for me is that it holds 11.25 on the pullbacks because that means that we're holding the prior resistance as support. Let's take a look here on the one hour, see if we see that move. Uh, let's take a look here a little bit closer time frame, 15 minutes, seeing if we're seeing the hold there of 11.25. When we got back above this and we pushed up to 12.40, now you just need to see that 11.25 hold. Likes to see those wicks, multiple bottoms. It could just push on from here and that the risk could be 11.25 if you took the trade now. I like this trade. I think if as long as you stick towards a stop near that 11.25, it's looking interesting to continue on its run through 12.50. Let's see what happens to this one. This is uh, BBIG. And what did you guys think out there? Did you guys were able to nail this BBIG? I know that uh, Zunade was looking at it this morning and a lot of people had it on the radar. All right, I'm catching up with the chat. Wish, wish needs some volume before it's gone. All right, I'm going to wrap up here. This is my last one, wish. And and before we get you to the Spice Girls, because, you know, you can't miss out on that. Wish coming down there towards 698, 690s. Where is Wish heading? I think this is heading back down to test the lows. The lows were about 627. So just be careful because I think this one could crack down. All right, that's going to do it for me, guys. Like always, guys, smash the like. We are getting this going. We do this every single day absolutely for free. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.